0: Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Couple and, let's see, couple of, couple of announcements. No kids church today. <laughs> but, you will get a good science lesson today for staying in service. And two prayer meetings, 7 o'clock at the church. Amen. Seven o'clock prayer meeting, Wednesday nights. And if you can't make it, then pray at home. Get thee behind me, Satan, it says right here in my sermon notes. (laughs) Hallelujah, God is good. All right, today we're going to partake of communion, but before we do that, I want to share with you a little bit about the blood and the bread, the blood of Jesus, amen? Amen. The bread of life, the blood, the life of all created things is in the blood. Do you know what your blood does in your body? Besides keep you alive? (laughs) It brings oxygen and nutrients to all the parts of the body. That's right, it keeps you awake. Keeps your brain oxygenated so you can think clearly. Amen? But not only that, but it takes all of the nutrients that your body needs for all its working parts. And it delivers them. It's like the, it's like the FedEx on steroids for your body. The UPS. Blood carries carbon dioxide. This is something I didn't know. That your blood does. I knew it carried all the nutrients, but do you know that it carries all the carbon dioxide? All the waste material that's in your body goes through your blood to your organs that get rid of them. Like your stomach, like your liver, like your lungs. I like what the C D C said this week that it get rid of all masks. Because you need to expel that waste that's in your lungs and get rid of it and don't breathe it back in. Amen? Our blood also fights infections and it carries hormones throughout the body. That's why those what do they call them tweeners? Those tweeners where their hormones up and down their mood swings. They must have a lot of blood in them That part, at that point in their life. Tweeners. I can't help it, but I think it's so cool that the blood gets rid of the waste. Because think about that for a minute. The blood works. How the blood works. It actually removes the waste. And think about that. Just think about it. I sound like Paul Begley. Think about it. Are you serious? Who's talking back there? It's Ollie. He's preaching. Think about it. The blood in your body gets rid of all the waste. While the blood of Christ gets rid of all your sins. Amen. How about that for some waste? That's some waste right there. I'm going to pray that the blood of Jesus is working in all of us. Hebrews 9, 24 through 26. It says, for Christ did not enter a man-made sanctuary that was only a copy of the true one. No, he entered heaven itself. Now to appear for us in God's presence, nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again the way the high priest enters the most holy of places every year. Did you know that? That the high priest in the Old Testament used to go into the Holy of Holies once a year to make atonement for the tribe of Israel. And you know what they used to do? They would tie a rope around his ankle. Right? Because if the priest wasn't pure or clean. He'd fall over dead in the presence of God. And they would drag him out. They'd drag him out of the Holy of Holies. Woo! Thank God we're not living under that. Old Testament covenant, huh? But he would go in there and he would make sacrifices, and he would take the blood with him, and he'd sprinkle it, and Jesus, with his own blood, with the blood that is not, oh, the high priest was going, let me get finished here, because I'm, like, getting all crazy, in the same way he sprinkled with the blood, both the tabernacle and everything used in its ceremonies, Then Christ, you know what? We're going to read that again, Joe. Hebrews 9, chapter 9, verse 24 through 26. For Christ did not enter a man-made sanctuary that was only a copy of the true one. He entered heaven itself. Now to appear for us in God's presence. Nor did he enter heaven to offer himself again and again. The way the high priest enters. The most holy place every year. With blood that is not his own. Then Christ would have had to suffer many times. Since the creation of the world. But now he has appeared once and for all. At the end of the ages, to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. What can wash away my sins? We know the song. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is that flow that washes white as snow. <laughs> no other fountain, I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's right, just like the blood that's working in you right now. Just like your blood that's working in you right now to remove the waste, Christ's blood to remove the sin. Get rid of that waste material. If you're a believer, then the blood of Christ is working in you. Amen? Amen. Amen. The power of the blood. For the power of the blood is for forgiveness, for cleansing, for freedom of sin. For redemption and sanctification and justification. It's all in the blood. It's all in the blood. We're covered under the blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The blood of the Lamb. The pure, spotless Lamb who came from heaven. Hallelujah. And oh, it's working. It's working. We should have sang that song. It's working. He's working 24 7. Always working. His blood is always working. It's always cleansing. It's always redeeming. It's always saving. It's always protecting. Get out from sin. Sin, get out. (laughs) Just plead the blood of Jesus. You know, when I was reading this and I'm writing this down in my office, all I kept thinking about was that when Christ died on the cross, all those little molecules... Of his blood working in me, going through me when I accepted Jesus Christ, working in my blood. Because the Bible says in First John 4, it was just like a sponge absorbing the blood of Jesus into my body to work in my blood to get rid of the sin that's in my life. And if you're without sin, then you're a liar, the Bible says, because we've all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. Amen. Every one of us needs the blood of Jesus to cleanse us, to set us free. Because without it, then we can't get into the presence of God. Amen. Get out from sin, sin, get out. Let's say it together. Get out from sin. Sin, get out. Amen. I'm washed in the blood. Say it. I'm washed in the blood. I'm a born-again believer of Christ. Come on, church. Are you sleeping? Let's do it again. Sin, get out. Get out, sin. I'm washed in the blood. I'm a born-again believer. I'm under the blood. devil, get deep behind me. Amen. I'm washed in the blood. Amen. Amen. That's right, boys. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 1, 7 through 8. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 through 8. Hallelujah. child to the father. And she walks out. And she's got this balloon ball painting. And the grandmother comes around with this big teddy bear that's like the size of a person. He lavishes on you, pours out his blood on you, and it's never enough. God says, I got more than that. I got so much more for you. That he lavished on us with all his wisdom and understanding. Amen. Amen. That's what's going to happen, folks, when Jesus comes back. He's going to come together under one head. Christ Jesus. Amen? We have the redemption through His blood. And in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 through 14, I believe. It says, When Christ came as high priest of the good things... That are already here. He went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle. That is not made by man. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves. But he entered the most holy place once and for all. By his own blood. Having attained eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls. And ashes of a heifer sprinkle on those who are ceremonially unclean, sanctify them so that they were outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our conscience? Listen, the blood cleanses your conscience. It doesn't make you clean just on the outside. It makes you clean on the inside. Amen. It makes you it cleanses your conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. Hallelujah. It makes us right on the inside the blood of Jesus. Not just like the high priest who looked pretty and looked good on the outside when their insides were filthy rags. is what Jesus said. But when Jesus came... He came from a perfect tabernacle. You couldn't get any more perfect than coming from heaven. It's the perfect way. And he was spotless in his sacrifice. And his blood is the only blood that can cleanse us from the inside out. Oh, precious is that flow. A wash is white as snow. The blood of Jesus. Lord, we need the blood of Jesus over our minds. In this day and age to keep us straight. To keep us on a straight path. We need the blood of Jesus. We need the protection of the blood of Jesus against the forces of evil that are out there right now. That are attacking the world. That are going Crazy. We need the blood of Jesus to keep us from the great deception. That's going to happen. Lord, we need the blood of Jesus to cleanse us, to cleanse our conscience, to cleanse our minds. Get rid of this stinking thinking. Get rid of this corruption. Get rid of this waste that's in my blood. I don't want it anymore. I want the blood of Jesus working in me. Always working. Never stops working. 24-7 working. Amen? we need the blood of Jesus. I pray the precious blood of Jesus over each person here. I pray the precious blood of Jesus over this building, over this hill, over this property, over everything we belong to, over everything we have, everything we will ever have, Lord God. We pray the precious blood of Jesus over, over our family, our children, our grandchildren, our friends. Lord God, Lord Jesus, we pray the precious blood of Jesus over them, We pray the precious blood of Jesus over our family members that don't know you, that you would protect them and bring them home. Coming home, Lord God, they're coming home. Coming to Jesus. We pray the precious blood of Jesus over every one of them. That the devil would not have a foothold, that he would be bound up, and he'd be cast into the abyss where he belongs. Amen. There's power in the blood. There's life in the blood. Cleansing in the blood. That's what's in the blood when we partake of it. We partake of Christ dying and suffering for us. We partake of his blood, and when we partake of it, Lord it just it works in his ways, mysterious ways that we don't even know. But God knows. Our spirit knows. We need the blood. Without it, we cannot serve God, it says. We need the blood of Jesus to cover us so that we can serve God. So Satan, get behind me. I'm not accepting your lies anymore. I'm not living under your authority anymore because we have a higher authority, and that's Jesus. I'm not going to live in your deception. Lord, open my eyes, ears, nose, mouth, hands, Lord, so I can hear, see you. Amen. The bread. In the Bible, times, bread was a primary source of food for people. It was significant in sustaining life back then. I don't know, but I love bread. <laughs> I love bread. You guys know it. Joe's a pretty good baker of bread back there. He's learning and teaching Julia and the girls, the bread makers. But you want to know how important bread was? Just cast the widow in Zarephath. Let's go to 1 Kings. Chapter 17, verses 7 through 14. I'm losing all my markers. They're sliding out of my Bible. But that's okay. You got all kinds of things marking it up. You got it, Joe? 1 Kings. If you don't got it, I got it. That one stayed in there. 1 Kings. Chapter 17, verse 7 through 14, I believe. Yep. Look at, there was a famine going on. And Elijah, the prophet, just spent some time being fed by ravens by the brook. And I'm talking about time, I'm talking about years laying on one side. And then almost years on the other side. It's amazing. I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) Elijah did. God sustained him. But it says here in verse 7, sometime later, the brook dried up. Because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon. Sidon, Sidon, and stay there. I have commanded the widow in that place to support you with food. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so that I may have a drink as she was going to get it? He called, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. Think about this. There's a famine going on. There's no bread or water anywhere. And here's a stranger in Zarephath comes up to a widow He says, Hey, can you bring me a cup of water? I'm thirsty. Hi, my brook dried up. God sent me over here. And boy, it was a long travel from the brook to Zarephath. And I'm thirsty. And you know, I'm hungry. Can you give me some water and give me some bread? She replied, As surely as the Lord God lives, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar, and a little bit of oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. He's like, come on. Come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. I don't have any water or bread. Can't you know where Israel's going through a, one of the worst famines of its life? It's been no rain, no food. And it's just me and my son, and we're just planning to eat this last little muffin of bread. Got a handful of bread. How much bread? Bread, a handful of flour. How much flour can you make? It's maybe a cup. How much bread can you make with one cup of flour? Not much. We're going to eat this and we're going to die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small cake of bread for me. Still, <laughs> go ahead, go, go make your bread for your son and you, but make me a little cake too. <laughs> From what you have, and bring it to me, and then make something for yourself and for your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not turn will not run dry until the day of the Lord gives rain on the land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how important bread was back then. It sustained life. It sustained life. And it sustained them. And that widow's jug of oil and her vat of flour never ran out till the day it rained. She had more than enough. But when Jesus came along in Matthew, the devil tried to tempt Jesus, didn't he? The devil tried to tempt Jesus while he was fasting and he was in the wilderness. For 40 days. You know, he said to Jesus, if you are the Son of God, tell these two stones to become bread. What did Jesus say? He said, it is written that man does not live on bread alone. But on every word that comes from the mouth of God. As humans and believers... That's you and me. We're not dominated by our physical needs, are we? Because we're not just humans. We're not just flesh, but we're also spirits, aren't we? We're we're a spiritual being. When we die, our spirits go into heaven to be with God, to be with Jesus. And our flesh is going to go back to the dust. We're spiritual beings, and as true followers, we must respond to the Word of God and not be driven by our physical urges. I wrote down here, oh boy, I'm in big trouble. I'm in big trouble (laughs) because I love bread. I love bread. God knows it. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. I have. We have to all control our physical urges, don't we? Because we're not just flesh. We're spirits. And that's telling you that's not as easy as you think. It might sound easy, but it's pretty darn hard. You know? It's pretty darn hard to control yourself when you're hungry. I bet you it was pretty hard for Jesus who just fasted 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness. I'd be lucky to get through three days of fasting. Even 24 hours of fasting. It's not easy. And I'm going to tell you, the first 24 hours is the hardest. Once you get past the first 24 hours... You know, you can you pretty much your body kind of makes its adjustments. It's like when you're trying to quit smoking, or you're trying for those alcoholics trying to quit drinking. It's those first few weeks that are the hardest. Once they get past that, most of them do stay the course, they do pretty good. Till something comes up sometimes in their life and they go back. Well, that's where God's blood covers us. Amen? In John chapter 6, verses 25 through 59. A lot of scriptures. John chapter 6, verses 25 through 59. It says this, When they find him When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. You are looking for me not because you saw miracle signs, but because you ate the loaves and you had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils But for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you, on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to to do the works God requires? Then Jesus said, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. You want to know what you need to do? You want to know what the work that God wants you to do? One, he wants you to believe in the one he sent. He wants you to believe in Jesus. That's one of the things that God wants you to do. So they asked, what miraculous signs then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our forefathers ate the manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. It is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. See, Jesus is talking about himself. He's like, I am the true bread. I am the bread from heaven. But they weren't understanding this scripture. He said, I am the true bread from heaven. If you only knew, if we only know, like if I put myself in their shoes, if they only knew who Jesus really was, It's sad when you hear this because it's like they just want to come because they need to get fed more bread physically. But Jesus is like saying, I can see him wanting to shake him. Like, listen, buddy, there's bread here from heaven. And if you only knew who was standing right here in front of you, the Son of God in the flesh who came down, If you were to partake of me, then you will never hunger or thirst again. I've come to give you life, and life more abundantly, Jesus said. Then they said, Sir, from now on give us this bread. Then Jesus declared again, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and you still do not believe me. All that, I've, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none. I thought that was powerful. This is the will of God who sent Jesus, that Jesus should not lose one. That's where he leaves the 99 to go get the one. I shall not lose none of them. All that he has given me, but raise them up in the last days. For my father's will is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life. And I will raise him up in the last days. And this the Jews began to grumble about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, the carpenter? Whose father and mother we know, how can he say, I came down from heaven? You know, Jesus is God. He is all God. And he looks at them and he knows what they're thinking. And he says, Stop your grumbling among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up in the last days. It is written in the prophets. You know, these are the Jews that held all the prophets. They know the word. They supposedly knew the word of God. And he's like, listen, this is written in the prophets. He's like saying, you shouldn't be alarmed at this. You shouldn't be alarmed at my teaching. Because it's been written down for you. You've read it. How many times we open things and we read the word of God. And we don't even understand what we read. And then we go back and reread it, and every time we reread it and read it again, a new revelation comes upon us, and then our eyes are open. That's why it's important when we read the Word of God. We need to pray before we read it. God, open my eyes, open my mind, open my heart to receive all that I have for you and this Word of God, which is the bread of life for my spirit. Amen. He says, "Stop your grumbling." This was all written in the the words of the prophets. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up in the last day. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to the Father and learns from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. No, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. I tell you the truth. He who believes has everlasting life. That I am the bread of life. Your forefathers ate the manna in the desert, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes. Down from heaven, which a man may eat and not die. I am that living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last days. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. That's why we are going to partake of this, because it remembers, it's a remembrance. Of what Jesus has done. It's a remembrance for us. You know, I had a cross that I would wear all the time. I had it for years, but the chain broke on it. Wore it out. But you know, the reason why I wore that cross and it had Jesus on it is because it would remind me of what Jesus did for me in my sins. When I was a sinner, it was in remembrance. I would never forget. And now I got a cross hanging by my bed that at night I hold on to it and I pray. And it's got Jesus on that cross too. When I can't sleep, I reach over and I grab that cross that's hanging from the headboard and I pray. And I pray. Until I fall asleep. I do it as a remembrance. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He says, listen, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me. And I in him. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, your forefathers ate, your forefathers ate manna and died, but the but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. I'm telling you right now, this Bible right here is the bread of life. This is what Jesus is talking about. Right here the word of God He's talking about feeding on the Word of God. That's what we need to do every day, is feed on the Word of God. If you're not feeding on the Word of God, you're starving yourselves, you're starving your spirits. Amen? Amen? bread of life this is the bread of life Jesus is the bread of life and if we remain in him then he'll remain in us that's why when we read the word of God it remains in our mind keeps us on that straight path because it's a light for our feet amen we're going to all gather let's all I need some helpers up here Where's Jules? Grace and Jules. You want to hand out the elements? We're going to close with communion. Thank you, Lord. I better leave one over there for Annie, Jordan, and Ollie. Thank you, Lord. Hey, buddy. Thank you, Lord. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus What can make me whole again Nothing but the blood of Jesus Oh, precious is that flow That washes white as snow No other fountain, I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Amen. His blood is still working, His bread is still life giving. By the blood of the Lamb. By the blood of First Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 32. Thank you, girls. This is Paul teaching the Corinthians what he received from the Lord. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread. And when he had given thanks, let's all hold the bread up. And before we do this, let's take a quiet little moment for a minute. And just ask God, if there's anything that's in us, that he would cleanse us from it. Amen? So let's just bow our heads for a moment, be quiet, and just give everything to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let us take the bread and break it and let us partake of it. In the same way after supper he took the cup saying let's hold the cup up this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me for whoever you for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death until he comes let's partake of the cup Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to close with the prayer, the blessing. Father, we thank you, Lord, and praise you for your blood and your bread today, Lord God, that we partook of, Lord Jesus. Lord we pray that you would work in us things that we don't even God we pray that you would cleanse us by your blood give us life by your bread cover and protect us Lord God as we go out from here the rest of this week Lord God Lord Jesus until Lord God we come again and partake of this blood and bread again cover us Lord Jesus Lord God by your power in your might, in your hands. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And may you be blessed this day in Jesus' name. Amen. And if anybody needs prayer, I'll be glad to pray for them. I'm here. If you need anointing oil, we'll anoint you with oil and pray for you.